Welcome back to Kansas City's Marketing and Advertising Podcast. I am your host again, David English, and I uh, have a really exciting conversation for us today. The last several guests have really been specific to a certain area of the media world. Uh, Radio, agency buying, Uh, we had some other sales reps on in the past, graphic designers, and I, I thought today would be a good opportunity to take a step back and take a little bit of a breath for those of you that chime in on a regular basis and really talk about entrepreneurship and owning your own business. Um, I have with me today a gentleman by the name of Aaron Brock. Uh, He is a, um, well man, your resume is so long, I don't wanna get to it all, but uh, life coach, business coach. Um, He is a a list of credentials that is a mile long. Um, I'm gonna let him break it down really more than I can because it's probably better done to be honest but go ahead Aaron great to have you here well thank you I, I very much appreciate uh, being here and I've, I've known you for a number of years so it's really 10, an honor 10 or 11 probably yep. um, quite a long time here in Kansas City networking groups yeah I, I poked in and out of for a little bit mm-hmm. but exactly so so uh, yeah in summary so I'm a business and life coach I work with uh, ambitious and high-performing entrepreneurs been doing this for a number of years um, however at my core uh, before I even got into that I was a, uh, am an entrepreneur, so I've owned 28 different businesses, mm-hmm. eight of which I currently own. Um, some of them, of course, as all entrepreneurs go through, have crashed and burned at some point. Right. Several of them, well, nine at this point, have become multi-million dollar successes, including one that received a $100 million private equity offer. So I've got somewhat of a track record of playing in this entrepreneurship game. Right. I've seen this. I've seen this a few times. <laughs> Understandable. You enjoy it though. It's very much so. It's my passion. The Absolutely ride. My passion. Yeah. It's not only that. It's also um, I believe that entrepreneurs contribute just massively to the world. Right. Everything that you you look around. I mean, all all the cities and the buildings and the. I mean, just everything is at its core was created by entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. So at its at its most prime level, I believe that entrepreneurship is one of the highest callings that a person can have while they're here and certainly with their career. Right. Because we are the ones who create just everything. Right. You pick up a cup of coffee. An entrepreneur actually put that thing together. Right. Right. Et cetera. Et cetera. So any car you drive, any TV you're on, some entrepreneur was at the core of that. So it's my passion to not only build entrepreneurial companies, but to help coach and accelerate the success of other entrepreneurs that are out there. Sure. What do you like about the coaching? You, I mean, it's what drives you to, to make sure other people are successful? I mean, you know, it's funny. Um, it's, it, took me, it took me quite a long time to have my first success, my first entrepreneurial success, okay. all right, which I think is a common thing for, I mean, if, if, if you look at somebody like Bill Gates or any of these guys, they have all screwed up one or two before they actually, you know, become these hyper successful things. What I, the part that I love is to get involved with somebody at an early stage so I can keep them from that crash and burn that invariably <laughs> we end up going through in order to become successful, right. right? The worst possible way to learn anything, and unfortunately I didn't know this until I actually had this lesson, but the worst possible way to learn anything is by trial and error. Right. All right. Because trial and error has a whole lot of error associated to it. More, right? more, tra- more error <laughs> Much than trial. Much more error than trial. That's right. Exactly. So my, my job as a coach is to prevent people from having quite as many errors and right. help them much more be able to focus, narrow down their options, and do what they actually need to do. Kind of reframing or changing that typical mindset of, of the business owner right. and um, really getting in and... and making them understand what it is about their business that will lead to success. Yes, exactly, and starting off that right away. Because most, most entrepreneurs aren't actually 
operating as entrepreneurs. Most business owners are not operating as entrepreneurs. They're operating as managers. They're, they're actually uh, they're operating like they have jobs instead of that they actually are building a business. Now, it makes sense. I mean, working in the weeds is, is a, the term that is thrown around there a lot. Right. They spend more time making these minute decisions mm -hmm. opposed to installing systems, installing policies, installing a way of life that this business operates under. Um, they're making decisions about when to run to the bank and how many mailers to send out today and other decisions like that. Right, exactly, which is at its core is probably the largest tactical error. Right. There are some strategic errors you can make that are, that are bigger than that, like how you think about your business, but from a tactical error standpoint, that is by far the largest tactical error that I actually see. I think people, I'm not sure that a lot of entrepreneurs actually fully understand what a successful business is. So a successful business is a collection of systems that solves a problem for people. There's a reason why it's people, because only people will give you money, right, right? right? At a profit. Right. The systems is the important part. The entrepreneur's job is to envision the solution to the problem and then to build the systems. The entrepreneur's job is not to do the jobs. If the, the, the people that run the systems, those things are called jobs. You hire other people to do that. Right. The entrepreneur's job is to build the systems, not to do the actual day-to-day -day operational work. So anytime, whenever I'm looking at a business and whenever I'm thinking about starting one, one of the first things that I identify is, and I think about it in really simple terms, and you're in the marketing and a lot of your, your listeners are in the marketing business, I think about businesses in really simple terms. So um, the game plan is it's a collection of systems that solves problems at a profit. Now I need to know what systems I actually need to put in there. For example, I think, like I said, I think about them in really simple terms. One of those is a client getting system. Very simple, very straightforward, right? right? Another one is a people getting system. I have to get a system in order to get employees in there, et cetera, et cetera. Of which, for example, in the marketing, part of the client getting system is marketing. Part of the client getting system is sales. Marketing is simply telling the world you have a solution to their problem, mm -hmm. very simple. Sales is convincing people and showing people how your particular solution solves their particular problem. Right. So I think about business in a really simplistic way, which I think adds a lot of clarity. And a lot of entrepreneurs like myself think about it in simplistic terms like that too. We don't get involved in the details. Right, and a lot of, and I'm gonna follow it up with a um, conundrum, a question I get a lot. A lot of business owners are under the mindset that all it takes is just a whole lot of money and just keep mm -hmm. plugging away. Mm -hmm. um, I would argue that money's, money's great, mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean a whole lot of anything if you don't have a good system in place, good, you, know, you don't have a good path to follow to find that success. Um, is that fair or? or no Very way? much so, right. And, and in fact, I'll, I'll take it even, yeah, a lot of money is one thing. Yeah. There's, a, there's, another, there's another metric or another um, uh, concept that people use that actually is completely false. Right. And it's this, that hard work, the harder you work, the more money you will make. I agree with that too. This is absolutely incorrect. Just like the more money you throw at it, the more money you will make or the more successful you will be. Right. Paid. The equation, the, the, the formula is incorrect. The actual formula that they need to be running from is money equals value. The more value you place into the marketplace, the more money you make. It has nothing to do with hard work. It has nothing to do with education. It has nothing to do with how much your finances started. 
the, the amount of money that you're going to make is going to be in direct proportion to the amount of value that you deliver into the marketplace. I agree. I mean, I, I, I think, I mean, everyone, you, you do have to work hard. Mm -hmm. Money is great. I mean, mm -hmm. but you know, money and value, it, it's, I think, an equation that is more relevant today than maybe it has been in the past. It's not about working 70 hours a week to find success anymore. Maybe it was at some point in the past, but it's not now. Right. It's simply not. Um, and actually, I'm, I'm going gonna, gonna to go in there too, what you're talking about. It is, I don't think it was ever, the equation was ever work hard. So for example, coal miners, I'm sure work incredibly hard, hard. Yeah. but there's a lot of people that make a lot more money than they do. Right. And I think that's always been the case. The equation has never been the harder you work. The is it a money myth that's always been thrown at us to influence those that are working hard? Or what is it a? I think that's a, I think that's a big part of it, and yeah. I think that people just don't understand the equation, right? They don't understand actually at its core what money is. Money is just an exchange of value, right? It's not a real thing. There is right. no real thing there, right? Yeah. It's just an exchange of value, and by the way, it's only an exchange of value between people. This is why the entrepreneur mindset needs to be. A collection of systems that solves problems for people at a pro at a profit. What does that mean? It's adding more value into the system than it's taking out than it takes to actually produce it. Right. Right. Money is just a representation of value. Sure. If you put more value into the system, you get more value out. That's called money. Makes sense. So we hinted at earlier trial and error, mm -hmm. and you know we we both chuckled when you know that there might be more error than trial. Um, business owner, I mean. Are they all making fundamentally the same mistakes when they're trying to start up their business and run their business? I mean, what what are they doing wrong? Why are so many businesses failing these days? Because you hear the statistics and it's overwhelming. Oh, the statistics are astronomical, Yeah. right? And over a long period of time, I mean, you're looking at, you know, good statistics say 80%. Good, yeah. Right? Really good statistics say like 93% will fail over right. five years or, or better. Also, and this is, this is key, most businesses are not actually businesses. They're just jobs. Hobbies. Right. Yep. And that's a fundamental problem from an entrepreneurial standpoint. If you think that you're starting a business, and in fact all you're doing is starting a job and you're hoping to get paid more for the job, at some point you have a serious problem. Right. Right? So, and, and I see this, it comes down to the language, it comes down to the vocabulary. These, there should be two completely separate words for what we're talking about here. One is going out there, they call it business. Oh, I'm gonna go do business. That's working to the point where you get paid. But a business, they call it business, but it shouldn't be called that. It should be called something else. Right. A business is a collection of systems that solves the problem. You don't solve the problem, the system the solves the problem for other people that help right. make money. So most people believe, they'll say, oh, I've got a business. And I'll say, well, what do you do, right? And whatever it is, they're in there every single day as part of the operational. They're one of the cogs in the wheel. Sure. Oftentimes the only cog in the wheel for small entrepreneurial operations, right? right. They do not have a business. They, they have, have a job. Product. They have something they want to sell someone. That's that's their job. That's their job. Which no. is a big problem. Right. 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 So that's one of the that's one of the key mindset shifts that somebody that truly wants to be successful as an entrepreneur. Right. They need to change that mindset. They need to understand that their job is not to get a high paying job and call it a business. Mm -hmm. Their job is to actually build a business which is a collection of systems that pays them 
without them being there. Makes sense. You need to start with that mindset from the very beginning. You start with the end in mind and work your way backwards. Don't start with where you are and try to work your way forward. Well, by starting with the end in mind, don't you get your goals more aligned that way to where you you can more accurately think through you know what it is you want to accomplish mm-hmm. opposed to looking at you know starting from the, the beginning, you don't know what those goals should look like mm-hmm. or they're inaccurate goals. Is that fair? Very much fair. Right. You always want to start with the end in mind. Yeah. I would never start a company without knowing what my exit strategy was going to be and the dollar amount I was looking for. Right. Then I start from there and build my way back. Right? Is, that, is, is the goal setting the same way? It, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a huge part of it. If right. you're going to set a goal for your company, right? right? But also if you were to set a goal, say an annual goal for your employees, it's what outcome do you want, then you work your way backwards. Mm-hmm. Don't start with where you are and work your way forwards. I heard somebody put this really well at one point. They said, um, everybody's heard of the, the statement, uh, a journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step, yeah. right? Then he said, no, it does not. Because theoretically, you will, could be going in the wrong direction. You need to where you want to go. Exactly right. So you could end up going, go for a thousand miles and end up 2,000 miles farther away, right? Farther, mm-hmm. 2,000 miles away from your goal rather than getting closer to it. You have to know where you're trying to get to. And interestingly, when you actually know where you're trying to get to, if you start with the end in mind and work your way backwards, there's a direct line between where you want, looking at it from that standpoint. So let's say, for example, somebody wants to build an organization and that generates, has a net, net worth that they can sell for, of say, $10 million. Sure. There's a direct line between the $10 million looking backwards and where they are today. Mm-hmm. If they start with where they are today and try to move off in any direction, they could end up going in 365 degrees several times and around and around and never get to the actual 10 million. Mm-hmm. But if you start with the end in mind and look back to where you are now, the path is very clear. It makes sense. Get to the top of the mountain and look down for the path, not from the bottom of the mountain and try to figure out what the trail is looking up. Well, that also eliminates, I think, a big mistake entrepreneurs make as far as focus. If you know what that end goal is and you've mm-hmm. committed to that, um, you, it's easier for you to maintain that blinders on focus to know where you're, to know where you want to get to. Mm-hmm. Um, I think so often, you know, without goals, without a strategic plan, that focus is, I mean, it's all over the map. You're just chasing, you know, different sales and different deals and different, you know, this, I mean, you need to stay where you are. Right. And that it's, it's interesting when you, when you talk to any of the most successful and when I mean the most successful, I'm talking about like the Bill Gates and the Warren Buffetts and the, Elon Musk and these kind of guys, yeah. they all say, and, and, and Warren Buffett, I remember a conversation I, I listened to from Warren Buffett and Bill Gates at one point, they both said flat out that, they, that the single most defining factor in their success was focus. Yeah. Absolute focus. The game plan is, is the world will only, will only pay you mediocrely for mediocre performance, right? If you want to actually make some real money and build a real business, you need to become world-class in something that people value. World-class. That requires single-minded focus. So you'll you'll oftentimes see entrepreneurs, they get this great idea and that great idea and this other great idea. And I I have exactly that same problem. I come up with 100 ideas a day on all kinds of different stuff I could be doing. I just write those down someplace. Right? I, I type them in. A, I've, got a, I've got a place on my phone where I just keep track of those mm-hmm. while I am single-mindedly focused on becoming world-class at something at that particular time, right. whatever that business expertise is. Yeah. Does that fall into the same category or box? I mean, you hear the phrase being intentional mm-hmm. a lot, thrown around a lot. And I, it's, 
something that people maybe do or don't fully understand. But focus and being intentional, I mean, they've got to be related somehow. Yeah, they're directly related. Yeah. Right, exactly. So, and this this can make a big difference in your life, not just from your business standpoint, but just in your life. Knowing, so goal setting, visualization is a higher form of goal setting. So visualization is having an overall vision, like you can actually live in that vision. Mm -hmm. Seeing the office and seeing the car and seeing the lifestyle and seeing the body and seeing whatever you want your business to be, for example, right? Mm -hmm. That would be visualization, of which you then set, you look at that vision and go, okay, and I gave an example earlier, okay, it needs to be a $10 million company in order for that vision to come true. Boom, now you've got a goal, $10 million, right? You work it down, then, so now you've got an intention, you've got a goal, and your intention now is to build a $10 million company. The way to actually go about doing this then is break it down by year, then break it down this year by month, then break this month down by week. What are my goals for the week, right? Mm-hmm. Then you end up with, okay, it's Monday. What am what, I gonna do today? What am I gonna do today? Exactly. Now, here's where the intention part comes in. So now you have, let's say, three goals to accomplish, the three most important things, of which one should be primary. So there should only be one that's primary. If you systematically do the most important thing every day, you will end up doing that 365 times a year. You can make massive progress in doing that. Mm-hmm. So you have a goal for the day, then you set your intention. My intention is to get this goal done, plus you've got family goal intentions and you've got other stuff, right? So you get a clear picture in your mind as to how you want the day to unfold in order to accomplish those goals. That's being intentional. Right. Is when you have a clear image, you, you think it, look, look it through in your mind, okay, these are the things that I want to get accomplished, right? Yes, I have the work things, but I also have these other parts of my life. You kind of look at them in blocks. This is going to take this amount of time. That's going to take this amount of time. You rearrange the blocks to the point that the whole thing fits together. Because if, if, you can't, if it won't fit together in your own mind, it will not fit together in real life. Right. No, that, that, that's great. I mean, because you have to understand in your mind, you can put those blocks together. Mm-hmm. And inevitably, life will throw you a curveball. Correct. And you have to um, stick to that intentional mapping of blocks mm-hmm. so that you can continue even though a curveball is thrown a client didn't answer a phone call you got a meeting canceled on you you know the boss needs a report due you didn't expect you need to be able to um, move and still accomplish all you intentionally set out to do correct and, right exactly uh, it's it, it's a mindset it's goal setting it's, it's all wrapped into everything is all wrapped into one little bow little box to uh, to make sure that the day starts out a certain way mm-hmm. and a good day leads to a good week, leads to a good month, a good year. Correct. And it's just continuing down that path. Right. And if you don't have any way of measuring this, i.e. you don't have goals, yeah. you will never know where there's no possible way you can hit a target you can't see. All right, so I want your right. opinion about mm-hmm. goals. Yes. Really quick. I you know, I, I read a lot about goals, goal setting. Right. Writing them down. Or keeping them in the back of your mind, and because you'll remember them later. Where you, where do you come out on that? Absolutely, writing them down. Hundred percent. One hundred percent, writing them. And down. I don't mean write them down. Put them in a folder that says no. goals. No. I mean put them where you can see them. I don't put them on my phone either. I'm gonna write right. them down. I'm gonna have them on a printed paper. I'll tell you exactly how I do mine. Yeah. All right. So first of all, yes, I have clearly written goals. Right. All right. Not just business goals, but 
life goals, what I'm doing with my mind, what I'm doing with my body, what I'm doing with my business, my relationship, and my life just in general. Yeah. At any one time, I'll have generally three goals that I'm working on. There may be as many as five on that list, one for each one of those categories. Right. right? How am I developing my mind, my body, my business, my relationships, my life? They are on a eight by 10 printed sheet, all right? The major goal is there, plus maybe some notes underneath as to why this is important, mm -hmm. all right? And I will give you an idea, it's, on, it's in 22 point type, underlined <laughs> and bold-faced for each one of the goals, all right? I have at least three yes. copies of them, all right? One sits on my kitchen countertop, which is where I go get coffee in the morning, Right. All right. One sits in my bathroom, which is where I shave, et cetera, et cetera. And one sits on my desk at work. Yeah. I am constantly subjected to my goals on a regular basis. They those, are that important. Those goals, you accomplish one goal, you move it off the list or you know, cross it off or whatever yeah. you want to do to feel validated and move on to the next. Yeah. Now, I do them on a monthly basis. So right now I'm working off of March goals. Right. Right. I'll, I'll put a check mark by the goal when I actually accomplish that goal. I don't put something, I don't cram something else on there, mm -hmm. right? So I put a check mark by it, and then come the, the end of March, then I will set my April goals after looking at everything that I've accomplished successfully mm -hmm. on my March goals. Because you want to set yourself up so that you're moving from success to success to success to success, not giving yourself pain for actually trying to accomplish your goals. That's very, psychologically, that's massively important. I'm right, hundred percent on the same page. I, I I know it wasn't a planned topic to talk Correct. about, but I the minute you said I had to ask because I yep. knew I knew you and I were on the same page. Yep. I've got goals my, are critical. They are. I've got right. mine written down. They're on the back of a door at home. It's yep. you know, and I it's on a little inside of a cabinet that I open up every morning. Because mm -hmm. um, you got to have you're, you're no one's good enough just to wing it. You're not going to no just make it up. Right. No one. No no one. You you do not inadvertently become an Olympic athlete. You don't inadvertently become a billionaire. Right. You don't inadvertently have a great relationship. You don't inadvertently have a great body. Mm -hmm. You don't inadvertently become a great entrepreneur or, for that matter, a great marketer or anything else. Right. People that are great at what they do are very, very goal-oriented. They know what they're doing. Right. They absolutely know it. So um, as far as uh, – I'm going to get you back on topic since mm -hmm. I, I steered you off of it. That was a good topic, though. Well, it, it, I think it's a great it, – right. it's a whole podcast, this goal setting. <laughs> we'll, I can, we'll do one on building a life plan at some point. That'll, that'll, that'll really change the reality we here. We should. Yes. I get a lot of questions from listeners about um, their business owners mm -hmm. and, and, and it, it, asking about people who work for them or have worked for them, about how they are, you know – doing the, their job for them and nothing's getting done and it's some derogatory questions that about people not doing their job mm -hmm. um, talk about business structure real quick you know how is that how, how is a business supposed to be layered I mean as far as you know boss to subordinates to employees I mean what does that look like right what should it look like so that's that's where your systems come into play so right. again we're ta we're talking here about to entrepreneurs right and to business owners right right so the entrepreneur's job is to envision the solution to the problem mm -hmm. and then to build systems in order to accomplish that outcome mm -hmm. right profitably right other people should be running those systems the entrepreneur's job if they're if they're not building systems every day the entrepreneur is not doing his or her job that flat out right off there okay. all right then what you do, the way to do this is to build a system. Now, a system can be another person. So, for example, a bookkeeper is effectively a big part of the bookkeeping system, right? You know what your outcome is. 
You know what the starting stuff is, which is a bunch of invoices and other stuff coming in. The bookkeeper processes all of this to produce financial statements. The way to actually manage that is that person should have a delivery date for mm -hmm. the financial statements. So the 10th or the 15th of the month or something along those lines, mm -hmm. right? Their job is to collect all that information together, push them through this system that produces some financial statement. From a entrepreneurs, even from a, so you've got entrepreneurs, then you've got managers. Mm -hmm. So managers are people that can actually manage an entire operation. I have five managers that work for me. They're all called presidents, but they manage. They right. manage their they manage, specific They manage their business. business. Correct, exactly. So right. in my case, I own eight businesses right now, so I've got these people that actually run these things. Right. All right? So the, inside there, you build the, out these systems. And then once the system is built out, so for example, if you're, if you're the entrepreneur, you're going to build this system. Start with the end in mind and work your way backwards, right? Mm -hmm. What does this system need to produce? Then you work your way backwards to what resources does the system actually need in order to produce that? including people and time and, and how right. it's going to be done. Right, right. Then you sketch out the system or you build out the system. Right? It can be just it'll be step by step. Oftentimes I do them by checklist. Checklists are huge. Why are checklists huge? Because it makes sure that the same thing is done every time, all the time, no exceptions. Mm -hmm. right? People just run down the checklist in order to produce the result. And that is in, certainly in my companies and I would recommend for anybody is you use checklists extensively extensively mm -hmm. and then have exactly the language that I just suggested every time all the time no exceptions that way you can predict the actual outcome you know who did what whether they did it in the right amount of time etc etc and if the outcome if it doesn't end up with the outcome you can look at the system and go no the system worked correctly it was the individual then you send it back to the individual and go your problem not mine right <laughs> Because you're not going to do that job. Not going to do that is, job. That is their job to do it. Correct. They need to do it right. Right. If, as the entrepreneur, you take you take that off of their desk and you say, hey, you, know, you didn't do it right this time. Let mm -hmm. me, I'm going to go out and I'm going to fix this real quick for you. Mm -hmm. I'll, sh Actually, I'll show you how to do it. I won't fix it for them. But We're going to do a mid-course correction. What issues right. are caused by fixing it for them? Is what, what's my question? Oh, you totally disempower the employee. There you go. Right? Exactly. You demotivate them and disempower them. Right. right. If they are incapable of running the system, you need to go back to your people getting system to find somebody that's capable of running the system. Right. Otherwise, don't assume if they're on the payroll, their job is to produce a specific outcome. Right. Either t train them to do so or get somebody else that can. But is it, if you have a system that a person cannot run because the system is broken, your job. If it's because the person can't run the system, their job. And in fact, I have kind of a funny thing that um, it doesn't sound funny, but it becomes funny after I give it to, after I let my employees know. Because invariably, if I have a direct report, at some point they will try to, I call it managing upwards, right? They will try to push stuff back up on my desk, right? I'm the, I'm the manager, I'm the entrepreneur. I, things flow from my desk to other people's desks. They don't flow from other people's desks to my desk. It's a one-way street. <laughs> it's a one-way street, exactly. So I have this nice little conversation the first time that happens, mm -hmm. all right? And the conversation goes something like this, right? Oh, I see this is back on my desk, right? We now have two people in this company here trying to solve the same problem. We can only afford one of them. <laughs> 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 it's funny because it's not directed towards me. That's right. If if I'm solving, if my job is to solve it and your job is to solve it, and we can only afford one of them, who do you think is actually going to get paid for this? Right. No. That's usually fairly much the last time I see somebody else's problem come back. On come my back desk. on your desk. Exactly. Yeah, you know, and it, it's it, it is a funny statement, but it's true. It's you you can't take stuff off of their desk 
and do it for them and, and give them a hug and say, well, I'll show you how to do it mm-hmm. right this time. That's not the deal. Correct. It cannot be the deal. Right. It absolutely cannot be the deal. It chews up all the efficiency. And, it, and, and again, as the entrepreneur or even as the manager, your time, there's a pyramid to how organizations operate. Right. Right. You cannot have the most valuable player on the team doing the least valuable player's job. That's right. a big problem. Right. Right. That is a very, very big problem. The quarterback on a football team does not hold the ball for the kicker. Right. He's not the lineman. Right. <laughs> Couldn't be doing the quarterback job if he was doing that. Right. Everyone has right? their job. Not the water boy. And not the water boy. Right. Everyone has their job. Everyone has their responsibilities. Correct. And he or she need to make sure they get done what they're supposed to. Right. Um, Otherwise, you don't have an effective team. No. Effectively, you don't have a team at all at that point. No, you have a lot of right? people doing the job. Correct. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Exactly. But, no, this is great. I mean, you, uh, I know you're busy, and I, I don't want to keep you all, you know, for too, too awful long, but you did have something you wanted to offer, off, offer up to the listeners, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yes, I sure did. Right. So, um, many of the things we've been talking about here, it's not just the, the structure of an actual entrepreneurial organization, but a lot of it is the mindset. Mm-hmm. The, mind, the mindset is critical. Mindset is everything. It's, it's everything in every part of your life, by the way, not just in entrepreneurship, but it certainly is as it relates to money. So a lot of people don't fully understand what money is or value it correctly. And they have many of us have programming in our own minds that are detrimental to us becoming successful and wealthy. Things that were dumped in by your parents or by teachers or by other people or by the media or any number. Now, they may have all been good intentions, but they are harmful programming as far as your mind's concerned. So one of the things I'd like to offer your your listeners is I'll put together a a PDF um, with some videos associated uh, that they can pick up on the top five mindsets that will make you rich. Nice. So it's not just moving forward, but it's also rewriting some of that programming that you've been living with all of your life that's causing you to underperform, specifically in the area of money. So again, it'll be uh, the top five mindsets that will make you rich, and they can pick that up at uh, my website, which is strategiclifeskills.com. And for this podcast, it'll be backslash rich to pick that up. I give that one more time just in case. It'll be strategiclifeskills.com backslash backslash Rich. 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 Um, that's wonderful. I mean, that kind of information is so valuable to keep on hand mm-hmm. and to, you know, re- you know, read through but remind yourself on a regular basis that these mindsets that I was born into uh, may not be may not be right. I they I may need to change how I look at the world mm-hmm. because of where I'm at now, you know, how much success I have or haven't had. I need to, you know, wrap my mind around different different possible outcomes, different possible behaviors. Yeah, very much so. The yeah. the only difference between where you are and where you want to be is how you're thinking. Right. It's in your mindset. Right. Right. And with the right mindset, there's nothing that you can't accomplish. Right. This this document will help people adjust their mindsets mm-hmm. in such a way that will empower them not just financially, but in a number of different areas of their life. So strategiclifeskills.com backslash rich and then get all that information and we're in good shape. It's right there for him. Man, Aaron, I can't thank you enough, man. I really appreciate your time. Um, I've, I've enjoyed, you know, keeping in touch with you over the years. I know the networking groups are great. Um, some of the um, coaching that you've done inside of those networking groups is really valuable, so thank you. Um, I really appreciate the time and uh, I thought this was just spectacular. Uh, my pleasure, thank you very, very much. Guys, thank you again for listening. I really appreciate it. Um, again, you have no idea how much it means to me 
Uh, if you listen, share, subscribe to the podcast. Um, I think we have a great message, and um, I think we're doing some good things here. I, uh, again, thanks for your time. And if you have questions, email me at denglish at ad-trend, T-R-E-N-D.com. Thanks again.